Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and in today's episode, I wanna talk about this idea of being the athlete that you want or expect your athletes to be in class. We talk a lot about leading by example at our gym. It's very important for us, for our coaches to walk the walk. Um, we talk a lot about taking classes every single week, and all of our coaches now are consistently taking at least 15 classes per month at our facility. So it's something that we're really big on. It's something that we hire for now is people that want to walk the walk by being a part of our community, being part of our classes, but it's not just enough to be in those classes, right? If we're gonna be a coach in those classes, we should be leading by example and being the athletes that we want our athletes to be. So I wanted to take today's episode to run down a list of those things that we look for in our athletes that we also expect our coaches to uphold as well. And the first thing is we want our athletes, we want our coaches taking classes start to finish, right? We want them for a 60 minute class to be there for all 60 minutes. We want them to hopefully be early for that class so they're not just on time but a few minutes early. And then we want that person to participate in class from the full start to finish, okay? So they're at the whiteboard for the first briefing. They're part of the warm up. They're part of the workout. They're part of the cool down. They're helping to clean up sanitize equipment and doing all that stuff after class. And that's really important because for us, we have a core value, the class comes first. For a lot of you guys, if you are a class-based gym, right, you might offer some personal training, you might offer some individualized programming, but your primary service, your primary source of revenue is the classes, then you have to prioritize the class. And when you're an athlete or you're a coach taking classes, you have to participate in that full class start to finish. So even though you may have come from doing your own warm up, your own workout, you might have something you wanna do after class, you should be there for the full 60 minutes. It's okay every once in a while to be a minute or two late, but 99% of the time we wanna be on time early for those classes, taking those classes start to finish. When it comes to the whiteboard briefings, we need to be at the front of the class, listening attentively the way we expect our athletes to be. Just because we might have already coached the workout, just because we, we might know what the workout is, doesn't give us any more flexibility or freedom to grab a barbell early or to be talking during that discussion. We need to lead by example, we need to hold the highest standard, and that means to be paying attention, being attentive, listening to what the coach is, and trying to learn something, because we can all learn something from our other coaches if we go in the right mindset to be learning rather than going in with this fixed mindset of I already know what the coach is gonna say, I already know what this workout is about, and there's nothing else this coach can add value to in my situation. If you think that way, your athletes are gonna to start to think that way as well. The next piece of this is for you to be coachable, okay? You want your athletes to be coachable, you want them to seek feedback, you want them to ask questions, you want them to do all these things when you're coaching a class. So you need to be that athlete as well. You need to be the one who is trying to move a little bit better. You need to be the one that is seeking and applying your coach's feedback when they give it to you. When something is unclear for you or something's not clicking for you, ask a question. Don't be afraid to do that, right? When it comes to approaching workouts and scaling or choosing how you wanna attack those workouts, you need to be the first one to be able to modify and scale those things when appropriate, okay? Maybe you're beat up after a couple really tough days and you need to go a little bit lighter to keep yourself from getting hurt. Maybe you have a nagging injury already and it's not smart for you to be doing certain movements at certain weights, you know? And maybe you really want to just do enough to get that 
RX next to your name, you know, not have to do it scaled. But think about what you ask of your athletes of being smart, thinking about why they're actually in the gym and approaching your workouts, approaching your training in a way that aligns with that why. And that means modifying when appropriate, not being afraid to use less weight, scale down the gymnastics movement to prioritize the stimulus of the day, right? In your classes, in your workouts, the key component of that should be what is the goal of the day? What is the stimulus of the day? And you might have the prerequisite strength or skills to do that movement or do that um, given component of a workout at the, uh, the RX or whatever you guys wanna call it, um, whatever is designated on the board, but if that's not the designated stimulus of the day, if you can't do it fast enough or in few enough sets to make it in that stimulus, then you're missing the boat and you're doing leading a, a poor example for the rest of your athletes and your team. And along those same lines is making it a priority to move well. Right? If you're going so heavy or you're taking on a skill that is completely out of your skill set to the point that you're moving really poorly, putting yourself at risk of injury, then you're not setting a good example. So you need to be moving well, whether that's advanced movements or really basic movements. Um, a simple example would be the warm-up, right? So are you paying attention in the warm-up? Are you trying to move to the best of your abilities in the warm-up? And if you're not, your athletes are gonna follow suit in that regard and start to take those warmups for granted, right? When your coach gives you a little bit of cue or your coach tells you to work on something, are you really making an effort to move well? Are you willing to sacrifice potentially your score for the day or you know, not getting a good workout for that day? Are you willing to do that to apply what's being asked of you and to try to move with intention and move a little bit better, right? We all know this idea of mechanics, then consistency, then intensity. Do you adhere to that? Are you hitting a certain prerequisite amount of mechanics, then doing it super consistency, be consistently before you add that intensity piece? And one of the things that you definitely don't wanna be doing is making workouts harder than what's on the board, right? You might be the most advanced athlete in your gym, or you might just have the ego that thinks you're the most advanced athlete in your gym. But regardless, we all know that the hardest workouts are the ones that we give the most effort to and that we don't have to necessarily make a workout harder in order for it to be hard. And I hate to see coaches that are consistently adding a weight vest or going heavier than what's written on the board or adding a high skill gymnastics component to it. You know, you and I know better than anyone as someone who has the strength and all the skills in the book, I know that if I'm doing one of those higher level things, it's really just allowing me to get less intensity on that day, allowing me to move slower and sort of hide behind those heavier weights, hide behind those higher skill gymnastics because I don't really wanna push the intensity that hard. And as coaches, we need to set that example of doing what's written on the board and doing it to the best of our possible abilities and showing that it's really about the effort and the intention that you take into a workout, not necessarily being about making it you know, super hard or, or like a games level CrossFit workout. Now let's talk a little bit about how you interact with those around you, because this is really key as well. You don't wanna be so focused about being in your own lane that you are taking away from the experience of the person next to you. And we want all of our members adding value to the people around them. So whether you're a coach or an athlete in class, it shouldn't be just about you. It should be how do you add value to the people that are around you in that given class, okay? So that means saying hi to people when you're in the class. It means introducing yourself to new faces that you don't know. 
It means partnering up with someone. Maybe it's not the person who's an ideal partner for you, but it helps the logistics of the class and it allows everyone to have a space to go to. And you know, it's maybe a little inconvenient for you, but you need to be able to sacrifice your workout a little bit for the betterment of the person next to you and for the betterment of the class as a whole. So maybe you're the last one to grab space on a pull-up bar or you know, you're gonna do your, uh, you know, your barbell work in a different part of the room so that everyone else can have those prime spaces. Whatever it is, you need to be aware and cognizant of the, of the other members around you and be willing to put the needs, their needs first above your own. I also love to see our coaches adding energy and adding some fun to that group class. When you're in those classes, you should be having fun, right? We want this to be the best hour of people's day. And if you're not having fun, then you need to find a way to start having fun so it's enjoyable for you and it's enjoyable to the others around you. So start to encourage others more. Give out more high fives and fist bumps and treat it the way, I always think about the way I approached a practice or a game when I was playing college baseball or high school baseball. We constantly encouraged each other. We constantly picked each other up. We were always giving high fives and fist bumps. That's the way I try to treat coaching and being an athlete in class where I'm always trying to create that supportive, high energy, fun environment. So when you are in class, contribute to that experience. Definitely don't take away from that experience, but see how you can go above and beyond to contribute to that experience of high energy and fun that you're constantly trying to cultivate. And another small thing that I want to touch on, which can actually end up being a very big thing, but I don't think it's a thing that enough coaches are thinking about consistently enough. And that is showing up to class like you take care of yourself, right? So if it's an early morning class, not looking like you just rolled out of bed five seconds ago. If it's a class that's later in the day and you've been around the gym, not being sweaty and smelling as you're taking that class, right? You should put on some deodorant, you should smell good, you should look like you, you present yourself well and look professional. Because even though you might be in that moment in that athlete mindset and this is the best hour of your day, like I get that, I want you to have that release and I want you to be able to disconnect a little bit from work while you're taking classes. But at the same time, you have to realize that people, other people haven't really separated that fully. They still view you as a professional, hopefully they view you as a professional, but they still see you in your professional environment. And if they see you in a different way, it might change their perspective to you. A lot of our athletes look up to us. They aspire to be like us. And that's how we want it to be. We want to be some element of that aspirational uh, person for them that they can look up to and want to be like. Otherwise, they don't want to learn from someone who isn't that. So it's really important for us to constantly look the part. Um, we definitely don't want to be showing up, you know, hungover or anything like that. But even taking it to the next level of showering, putting on deodorant, doing your hair, looking good. If you did that every single time you walked in the gym or every single time you carried yourself outside the gym, right? You're going to a local coffee shop, you're going out to eat, you always took care of yourself. If that was just the way that you treated yourself 24 seven as a professional who's always took, taking care of themselves, then people are gonna view you differently. And for those of you guys that wanna build a book of business, you want personal training clients, you want personal programming clients, that is a game changer. Those little instances where they don't really see you as the professional, they, see, they don't see you as someone who's taking care of themselves and walking the walk, it takes away from that experience, okay? So do it as an athlete, you should already be doing that as a coach for sure, is presenting yourself in the best way every time you take a class or coach a class. But I also want you guys thinking about it when you take a class as well, 
to not all not separate that to the point that you look great when you coach a class and then you look terrible when you take a class. And then the final thing I'll mention on this is don't try to be a coach when you're an athlete in class. I think there's certain aspects that you can do that adds value to the class. One of the things that we encourage our coaches to do is to be a demo for the coach if they're an athlete in class and that way the coach doesn't have to talk and demo at the same time. I think something like that can add value to the class. Um, I also think that if it's a big class, you got 15 people and maybe it's the middle of a strength workout, I think it's okay to give one or two people around you a, a cue here and there and certainly encourage them and high five and fist bump and do all that stuff that we talked about. But in terms of coaching, I think you should keep the coaching very, very minimal. For the most part, you wanna stay in your lane as an athlete and not try to blur those lines because then it starts to look like, okay, well, is this person a paid coach? Are they an athlete? Um, and then it takes away from what the other coach is doing, right? You're kind of stepping on their toes a little bit in, in terms of who are they trying to coach and who have you already coached. So it's much easier for that person to just retain control of the group and you to just focus on being an athlete and being the best athlete and uh, contributor to the community for that hour that you're in class. Okay, so hopefully you guys find this helpful. Continue to lead by example by taking classes, being that ideal athlete in those classes. And if you guys have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to Andrew at CrossFitPalmBeach.com.